but they can't seem to stop it or get it working. Did I hear a stuck hand controller? Neil and Dave Scott realized that they were starting to rotate in an uncontrolled way. They disconnected the Gemini 8 from the Agena, and then they started to really start to spin up very rapidly. And they got up to a spin rate of two complete cycles a second. Gemini 8, I have some uh, new rescue data for you. You ready to copy? The only recourse they had was to go to the controls that were normally used for re-entry. Also, had a suggestion we might put out our docking bar and go up and tap it. I had felt I had to notify everybody at the dinner that we had this problem, because I felt it would be leaking out. And so everybody there knew that we had this uh, imminent disaster, a potential disaster. I shall do my utmost. When Humphrey started to speak, uh, he said, now, I, I hope that we'll have good news before I finish my speech. And I was getting frequent information that was being brought to me from behind the podium. And uh, Vice President Humphrey started speaking, and he was a very glib speaker, as you know. But even he was starting to wind down a little bit, and he kept looking at me, and, and I'd look at him and sh shake my head. And then I got a message that uh, it appeared that uh, everything was under control, that, that they had despun the, the Gemini. So I nodded with him to make an announcement, which he did. Hawaii, Capcom, Houston, flight. Go flight. Roger. It was a good lesson in, in the problems you can get into uh, when you have a, near, a potential disaster. Though there was little about accident procedure that was written down at NASA, Bob Siemens and everyone at the agency had been clear about what to do. NASA Administrator Jim Webb called it folding around. Circle the wagons. Appoint an internal accident review board. No outside interference, no public scrutiny, no press. The normal procedure is that NASA would run the investigation. NASA Chief Historian Roger Lanius. The military has that procedure uh, for when they have accidents with airplanes or tanks or ships or something like that. The organization that is in charge of this would run the investigation to find out what went wrong and to fix it. That's the way they did it for years. But on January 27, 1967, this cozy arrangement would be shaken to its core. Astronauts Virgil Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee, America's first three-man space team, prepare to make the Pioneer Apollo flight, scheduled within the next few weeks. It was a test day. It was a normal work day for the astronauts and the engineers and the people associated with, with Apollo. After a long day inside their capsule, number 204, the crew of Apollo 1 was running a test of their communications gear. It was just past 6.30 in the evening. So to repeat again, the tragedy at Cape Kennedy tonight has taken the lives of three of our astronauts. A flash fire developed in the command module. Within a very short period of time, less than 25 seconds, it had engulfed the capsule. The three men uh, were killed in the process. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a terrible, devastating tragedy for everybody involved. The astronauts apparently died instantly, according to all reports we have been able to get so far. They were the first to be killed on the job and ironically died while on the ground. As the fire burned at the Cape, Bob Siemens was on his way home from the White House, where there'd just been a pep rally to kick off the Apollo program. He was coming home for a celebration dinner. I left the White House and, and went immediately home. And as I opened the door, uh, my wife called out, uh, Bobby, uh, there's been an accident. On the phone was the deputy director at the Cape. I could tell immediately he was very, very upset. 
And his first words were something like, they're all gone. And I said, well, you know, who's all gone? And he named the three astronauts who were, who were lost in the fire, Grissom, White, and Chafee. Killed in the blaze were Air Force Colonel Virgil I. Grissom, better known as Gus Grissom to most of the world. He was one of the seven original Mercury astronauts. Along with him tonight, killed in the tragedy were Air Force Colonel Edward White II, the first American to walk in space, and Navy Lieutenant Commander Roger B. Chaffee, a rookie awaiting his first flight in space. Other NASA officials were at their own celebrations around Washington that night. George Miller, the director of manned spaceflight, was with NASA Administrator Jim Webb. His recollections were recorded in 1988 by the National Air and Space Museum. We never did figure out what started the fire. The uh, guess is that either somebody threw a switch that arced